I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shroy. On this episode, we'll be looking at a classic example of ghost story folklore originating from Mexico, but popular throughout Latin America and the southwest of the USA. La Llorona, the Weeping Woman. There are so many versions of the origins of La Llorona, so I'll start with going through one of the most well-known, and then we'll take a look at some of the others later in the show. So here's today's 5-Minute Folklore, about how a Mexican girl named Luisa became La Llorona. Long ago, in Mexico, there lived a peasant girl named Luisa. All the local men thought she was the most beautiful girl they had ever seen, but she was saving herself for a man she believed she could marry. One day, a wealthy man named Don Muno laid his eyes upon her, and he knew that he had to have her. Buenos dias, señorita. Mi nombre es Don Muno Montesclaro, y busco... Amor. Luisa found him very handsome. She blushed and gave him her hand, which he kissed. They met in private many times. Luisa thought she had found her man and was sure Don Muno would propose to her in time. But he had other plans. He could never marry someone of such low social standing. He kept her happy with gifts and affection and even bought her a home to live in where he visited her often, but to him, she was kept only as a mistress. Eventually, she became pregnant with Don Muno's child. He told her to keep this a secret. Esto es un secreto. They had two children together. Their private relationship continued for a long time. After a few more years, Don Muno's visits became less frequent. He would only see her a few times a week, and then only once a week, and then even less. Eventually it came to a time where she had not seen him for so long that she decided to visit him at his home, which she had been told to never do. Nunca me visites en mi casa. She wanted to know why he never visited her and the children anymore. She was nervous as she approached his large house took a breath and knocked on the door. A servant came. Hola, señorita. She asked where her lover was. ¿Dónde está Don Muno? Lo siento, señora. He apologized and explained that Don Muno was not there, as today was his wedding day. 
cierto mundo no está aquí. Hoy es el día de su boda. She was shocked. Esto no parece cierto. Don Muno had agreed marriage to a wealthy woman of similar social stature. He could not be seen to marry a peasant girl. Realizing this, Luisa ran home in dismay. When she arrived, she saw her children waiting for her, a symbol of her relationship with Don Muno, and her sadness turned to rage. She grabbed the children, ran with them to the river, and threw them in. They could not swim, and so they drowned. The realization of what she had done hit her. She cried out in anguish. From then on, she would wander the riverbank, crying over her actions. <laughs> she stopped eating and became thinner and thinner. Her white gown became more and more ragged. Even after she eventually died, as a result of her grief, and to this day, she is still said to be seen as a thin, skeletal figure in tattered white fabrics, crying in regret over her children. Many claim to have heard the wails of La Llorona, the weeping woman. I hope you enjoyed the story. As I said, there are many different versions, so if that isn't the one you're familiar with, perhaps I'll cover that later in the episode, as I have a few more stories to tell, as well as some more recent accounts and the similarities to some Aztec and Greek folklores. First, let's run through the basics of what La Llorona is and the superstitions surrounding her. La Llorona, or the Weeping Woman, is a popular figure in Hispanic culture, dating back over 500 years. She originates in Mexico and is a great example of that country's unique relationship to death. Death is a common theme in Mexican folklores, but it's not seen as morbid or something to fear. It's more of a celebration of life, hence being celebrated on their Day of the Dead, Dia de la Muertas. The stories are not only told in Mexico but across all of Latin America and the American Southwest, being especially popular in the state of Texas. She is a spirit or ghost who wanders the rivers and lakes, doomed to search for her drowned children. Many rivers have reported sightings of La Llorona, the Santa Fe River being a popular example. 
as well as rivers, some say that she has been seen or heard in the deserts or in dark alleyways. Often portrayed as a tragic figure, many claim to hear her loud wailing or her crying out, "A mihios, meaning, oh my children. Her stories are told to children to scare them away from playing near water or going out after dark. Parents will tell their children, behave or La Llorona will get you. It is said that she will watch children swimming, looking for her child, sometimes killing in frustration when she does not find them. La Llorona stories have been passed down through generations, usually told as if they had happened in the teller's own community. In life, La Llorona was a naturally beautiful and tall woman, most commonly named either Maria or Luisa. In her spirit form, she will often appear only in silhouette, or she is dressed in tattered, long, white gowns, sometimes with a lace veil. She is incredibly thin, almost skeletal, has long black hair and sharp fingernails. Some tellings say that when you look at her face, it is blank. She has no features, no mouth, yet you can still hear her wails. One version of her story describes her as having elongated features, a long nose, mouth and eyes, similar to a donkey. She can float, and will sometimes do so above the water, with her gown stretched out over it. However she is described, she is considered to be a terrifying image. As I mentioned before, La Llorona can sometimes be used as a method of getting children to behave. Parents will also say that she will appear around naughty children who do not obey their parents. When she appears to children, she can be very sweet. She may open her arms to them, appearing as a close relative or special person, such as their mother or aunt. If the child follows her, they are never seen again. Some think that she keeps them in a cave. If a child is somehow returned, they are either very sick and will soon die, or are mute, never to speak again. She can also appear beautiful, with long black hair, with the intention to seduce men. Often when they are drunk, coming home from a bar, they will follow her into a forest, where it will seem like they are about to... <clears throat> when she will strangle them with her hair. In some versions, she is said to have the ability to transform into a snake and wrap herself around them, strangling that way. Another superstition is that she can be seen drowning. If you jump in to attempt to save her, you will end up drowning yourself. The only way to protect yourself from her is to pray, or make the sign of the cross. You can shine a light onto her if you have one handy, and this will often cause her to vanish. There is also an urban legend surrounding her, similar to the Bloody Mary story, where you can summon her by lighting red candles and shutting yourself into a room with mirrors on the walls while you repeat her name, La Llorona. Layer on her.
La Llorona. I'm going to tell another commonly told version of the origin of La Llorona now, about a woman named Maria. There was once a beautiful woman named Maria. She met a man and they fell in love, married and had two children together. However, after some time, her husband grew more and more distant to her. He would disappear for long periods, spending time with other women. He loved his children, and she felt that he only returned home to see them. One day, she was walking along the nearby river with their children, when she saw her husband walking towards them with another woman on his arm. As they drew closer, he greeted his children. Hola, niño. And gave them a hug. He ignored Maria and continued to walk with the other woman. Maria was furious, and in her rage, threw the two children into the water. The current was strong, and they were dragged away and drowned. She was instantly filled with regret, and threw herself in after them. She also drowned. Her spirit was forced to remain on earth. Whenever she saw a child wandering nearby, she would kidnap them, and beg forgiveness while she drowned them, in an attempt to exchange them for her own. She constantly weeps and calls out for her children. The stories of La Llorona show many similarities with other folklores from around the world. She's possibly inspired by Lamia from ancient Greek mythology. Hera discovered that Zeus had been having an affair with Lamia, so she confronted her and made her eat her own children, and from then on, any child she came across. As well as Lamia, La Llorona can also be linked to Medea, lover of Jason the Argonaut. They had two children together, but when Jason left Medea for another woman, Medea murders their children. 
Now I'm just going to read this next paragraph from focusnm.com. Another more specific tale turned myth is based on a girl named Lama Lanche, who was born to a noble Aztec family in the 1500s. She gave birth to twin boys by Cortez, a Spanish conquistador. When Cortez told Lama Lanche that he planned to return to Spain with another woman and the two boys, she prayed to the Aztec gods for help. The gods told her that one of the two children would destroy her people. She fled with the children, ending their lives and her own, when she was surrounded by Spanish soldiers, crying out as she died, Oh, Hios Mios! A few years later, the woman's ghost was reportedly seen on the nights of full moons, wandering the street wearing a white dress, a veil covering her face. Like La Llorona, Lamalanche's cries continue to terrorise anyone who sees or hears her weeping and wailing for her children near a body of water. Again, that last paragraph was from focusnm.com. There are also some similarities to the Aztec snake woman goddess, Chihuacotl, and the Gaelic Banshee. Also, author Ben Radford proposed the possibility that La Llorona is linked to a German folklore tale from 1486 in his mysterious New Mexico book. going to tell one more Llorona origin now, about a set of identical twins, before looking at the many other variations of the stories. Long ago, a set of twins was born in Mexico. The two girls were so identical that no one could tell them apart. At their baptism, the priest baptised the first girl and became briefly distracted. He continued the ceremony but accidentally baptised the same girl again. No one noticed the mistake. The first girl grew, married the love of her life, and was happy. The second, unbaptised girl, had a constant anger within her, but never knew why. Nevertheless, she married, and had children of her own, another set of twins. She felt no love towards them. Soon, she started to dislike them and that dislike turned into hate. One day, she dragged the children down to the river and drowned them in it. The children were reported missing, but no one ever found out what she did. Eventually, when the woman's time came, she was stopped at the gates to the afterlife. In life, you did a terrible thing. You will not be granted entry. Instead, you are doomed to wander for eternity in search of the children that you so viciously discarded. She was then cast back to the living world. She still roams the rivers in her ghostly spirit form, seeking redemption. There are so many variations of the La Llorona story, and you've heard a few so far on this episode, which I put together based on some of the most common elements. Usually they're stories of greed and selfishness, 
but in some tales she is a crueler character than others. Sometimes, in life, she is very aware of her beauty and is determined to only marry the most handsome man so that he can come close to matching her appearance. I'm going to quickly run through some of the other versions of the story now. In one, she is treated poorly by her mother-in-law to the point where she is forced to leave her home without her child. She wanders the forest longing for her child. In another, she is married to a rich man who travels a lot. One time when he is away, she becomes pregnant by another man. She does not want her husband to find out and so drowns the baby in the river. Doing so gives her a curse. She now sits on a rock by the river, crying and begging for compassion. Another story tells of her meeting a man and wanting to marry him, but he does not like her children, so she kills them to be with him. A variation on that one is that the man demands that she kills the children before he will be with her. One layer owner is a teenage virgin who somehow finds herself pregnant. She births the child on the riverbank, and in shame her father drowns it. The girl dies from blood loss. One final version is the donkey lady. In Mexico, a woman marries a man in a church. They are in love. At the altar, the priest asks her to promise to give up her firstborn to the priesthood, and she agrees. They have two children, but she does not want to give either of them up, and so keeps them, hoping the church will not find out. Her house catches fire and is destroyed, and the children are killed. She is burned but survives. However, her features are elongated and she becomes known as the Donkey Lady. She searches for her children for the rest of her life and after. La Llorona has been the inspiration for many Mexican films over the years, such as 1993's La Llorona, 1961's The Curse of the Crying Woman, and perhaps most famously 1960's La Llorona, directed by René Cardona. She has also appeared as a one-off ghost in various TV shows such as Supernatural, Grimm and Sleepy Hollow. Throughout the episode, you've heard sections of the classic Mexican folk song La Llorona, which originates back to the mid-19th century but has been recorded numerous times by many different performers. The version used between the essay portions in the first half of this episode was sung by Dakota Romero. There is also a song featured in the Mexican folklore-inspired Pixar film Coco, called La Llorona, performed by Imelda Rivera. She has not only inspired media, though, she was also linked to a 1986 murder case. I'm going to read an overview of that now from ghostcitytours.com. In 1986, in the Buffalo Bayou surrounding the San Antonio region, a murder took place that rocked the people to their core. After years of suffering abuse at the hands of her husband, Juana Marie Leia refused to deal with it any longer. One morning, she brought her seven children down to the dark, murky waters of Buffalo Bayou. There's not so much information if the children fought against her, but Juana Marie Leia was too far gone. She saw no other option than taking the life of her children. She threw six of her seven children into the river. Two of her children, Juana and Judas Dimas, did not make it. The rest were saved by rescuers who were called to the scene. As can be expected, Juana Marie Leia protested her innocence by claiming that she had had no choice. Her husband was violently aggressive to her and the children. The court ruled that Juana Marie Leia would receive ten years of probation because of the deaths of her children and the attempt to drown her other children. 
but there was one thing that struck the police officers as strange. When they asked Juana Marie Lea why she had committed such heinous crimes, yes, she claimed it was to escape her husband. There was also one other reason, however, and that reason? Juana Marie Lea claimed to be Leona herself. And again, that was from ghostcitytours.com. Sightings and reports of La Llorona still persist to this day, such as this example from legendsofamerica.com. In Santa Fe, New Mexico, the tall wailing spirit has been seen repeatedly in the PERA building, that's the Public Employees Retirement Association, which is built on land that was once an old Spanish Indian graveyard. It is near the Santa Fe River. Many people who have been employed there tell of hearing cries resounding through the halls and feeling unseen hands pushing them whilst on the stairways. And that was from legendsofamerica.com. Some link the La Llorona reports to possibly being mountain lions. The legend seems to persist very strongly in areas where they could live close by, and their mating call can sound very similar to the scream of a woman. So make of that what you will. There was also a South American children's game based on the legend. It's very similar to Hide and Seek, but the seeker will call out Donde estén mejillos as they search, meaning, Where are my children? Creepy. There are a few ways that the message of La Llorona stories can be read. They tell of female responsibility in male absence, judgement on bad deeds after death, and that vanity usually comes with a bad end. They also warn girls against falling for men merely based on their wealth or looks. We're coming to the end of the episode now, so I hope you've enjoyed it. I want to thank listener Manuel Arguelles for suggesting this topic. I hadn't heard of La Llorona before and found it really interesting to research. Manuel also sent me a story of his grandmother's own possible sighting of La Llorona. If you want to suggest a topic for an episode or just get in contact to say hi, you can do so at 5minutefolklore at gmail.com or via the website 5minutefolklore.com where you can also find links to the other various places you can find me online on Twitter, Facebook and now Instagram where I've been posting images relevant to each episode. You can also support the show by following links on the website to DonorBox or PayPal or help me out for free by rating and reviewing on iTunes, and telling other people about the show. As usual, thanks to Rick Dove and Rebecca Chapman for voices on this episode. Music this week under the main story was an instrumental version of the traditional Mexican folk song La Llorona, performed by Bonthi Barcenas, and throughout the episode you also heard Dakota Romero's version of the same song, and another version under the Maria story. Also, the twin story included an instrumental version of La Llorona from the Coco soundtrack. Finally, in the latter part of the episode, you heard sections of La Bria by Tlen Hukani. Apologies to Spanish-speaking listeners if my pronunciation failed me at any time during this episode. I tried my best. I've had so many great suggestions recently that I've decided to extend this run of episodes from four to five. So there'll be another two weeks of episodes after this one before another short break. I really love putting the show together, so thanks so much to all of you for listening, supporting and interacting with me. 
That's it for this week. And now to play us out, we have a section of the song La Llorona by Beirut. <laughs>